Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You were, a, you were a robbery victim I in was, the Dominican. I was so a you, you're victim. able My to first, separate. I don't think Wiggy's heard this story. It's an awful place. The Dominican's an awful place. These, I don't know why anyone would want to go there in the first place. Now, after these Just tourists... Just stay on the resort. I, I did. I went to the resort. It was... There was Guards, armed guards at each end. We get there. My first night, it's late. We're tired. We walk. We say, let's just, you know, feel the ocean. I leave my my nice new Clark's uh, sandals. Love those. Right on the sand. Walk about 20 yards to the water. Put our feet in the water. Come back. They're gone. And and I go to the... I said, I just left my sandals. And eh, nothing we oh, can do. Oh, man. You had me this whole time thinking you were robbed at like no, no, gunpoint or something like that. I'm These sitting were there nice like, sandals. Jerry's, you know, they like... They were brand new from like, Milton. You've never heard this story? No, I've never heard this story. I'm oh. thinking like, man, somebody ran He's up on them. psychologically damaged. He no, hates the Dominican. They hate money. They pull and, out a... And there was nowhere to get new ones. And they had... You know those really <laughs> cheap plastic flip-flops you had as a kid? The really one... They cost like a buck. Uh-huh. They had those for like $80. I, they, they said, you can get those if you want. I said, what? Man, that week's... They man, just don't thought, don't I'm on the that. resort. So the next day, we're on. We're at the <laughs> beach. Yeah, listen, it gets My son's out with his PS, whatever it is, PlayStation, playing... Uh, uh-huh. playing we, we, he leaves it like uh, on the chair and like walks to take a leak or something, comes back, gone. Stole Man, the you next had me day. feeling sorry for Jerry and his son. I'm These thinking, were nice sandals. You, you were like, I got robbed out there. I'm thinking, I did. Like, I'm thinking somebody came up to him and his son when they were walking at, like through town at night, put a oh, gun to their I back. I could embellish if you want to be too. Yeah, Jerry also got embellish. taken to Craigslist once. Yes. Yeah. You hear that story? Please embellish that, that story. That has nothing to do with the Dominican. You will hear the Craigslist Eric Church story at 9.30, directly following uh, trending here in the hour it is mutt and curtis and ken the final edition of uh this show known as mutt and callahan known as kirk and callahan known as the real knc featuring mutt whatever you want to call it uh will essentially cease to exist at least on the air as i'm thinking off the air are we still gonna we do we maybe a podcast together once a week here Ooh, get the group together potentially and and pardon much take will still happen i, I love it that. did that happen when i was in hawaii it did yeah, yeah you not. missed the first column Ooh. i had a big take on vacation and how you should be allowed to not lose your license on vacation. I love your airplane food take. That was good. <laughs> I have a lot of takes there. Uh, meanwhile, we'll get to your calls here as well. It's 617-779-7937. As Jerry Callen says goodbye to WEI, and I'm sure very, very soon he'll be somewhere uh, talking or on TV or writing columns here. But you guys have called in all morning long to uh, heap praise on Jerry for what he's meant to Boston Radio, the Boston media landscape. Uh and rightfully so, the last 20 years here at WEEI, the Herald SI nationally. Tim is in Canton. We'll try him again. Hopefully his voice does not sound like a Muppet. Tim, good morning. Any better? Much uh, better, better, Tim. Excellent. How are uh, you? Sorry about that. Piece of crap phone. I dropped it over. No, 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 no. It's it's our phone line here. It's not your problem, Tim. Our bad. Uh, so, so uh, you know, I come not to bury Jerry. I come to praise him. But my, I have said from day one, you are an evil, evil genius. You outlasted everybody. I predicted that years ago when you pick them off the casting couch one by one. But, Mutt, you know, I'm kind of happy for Jerry. Because you know why? Jerry speaks for me. He speaks for a lot of people like me. 
and we'll hear him again somewhere else, and we'll get the real Jerry, not, you know, what you guys have to endure, and it's not your fault. But my, you're also getting screwed here, brother. I always said you were better at night, but you know what? You got short shrift, my friend. You got one foot out the door, so be careful, my boy. I have one foot out the door. I, I, yeah. I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, I, yeah, and I said it on Twitter, and I said it earlier in the show. I just show. got a text. Uh, is that official? <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't think the show was given a fair shot. Like I'd say that to uh, my, the program director, my boss. I, I said it on the phone to, to both those guys on Friday. I don't feel like you know seven, eight months was a fair shot of a show, and I don't think based on the ratings the show deserved to be taken apart. It was well above our, our pay grade, obviously. Uh but I mean, I think Jerry should still be here, and I—I, I, I, it's disappointing to say the least because I like working with him, and I like working with with you two on a daily basis. But that's not going to happen. It's going to be a different format going forward. It'll be a different show here. Jerry will be somewhere else. I'll be somewhere else in the station. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys know what's happening to you? We've had that text a million times today from people wondering what happens to Ken and Chris. Do not know yet. The meetings to be determined this week. Yep. Our future will be uh, clarified for us this week in meetings with uh, Big Boss and uh, different things going on. If you were offered to get a different show on the station, you know the other shows here, would you take a different show, produce a different show on the Mutt station? At night, Real KNC with Mutt. I like it. 6 to 10 P. I, if if I didn't think they would just laugh in my face, I would beg for one of you two to produce that show. They would have like Curtis that. host that show, and then you would be right. second man. <laughs> Joey does like you as a host. He does not like Ken Curtis. on the air. does not. So maybe producing for Ken, and you're like the on-air guy. Yep. I heard that. Curtis six to seven. Curtis featuring Mutt? Six to seven Glenn PM so happy. Is, is going to be the Curtis hour with Mutt, sort of in that Reamer role in the producer fourth chair type thing. Really? Yep. I, I'm, I'm into that show. Looks good. I Sounds look forward good. to it. Uh, Nick is down to the Cape. Nick, good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Nick. What's up, Nick? Um, I just wanted to say I'm a, I'm a diehard Kirk and Callahan guy, and it was the best show in the city of all time. Um, Ken Curtis, you're the best at what you do, but um, don't sell yourself short. Uh, you're great, and um, what's going to be missed the most, I think, is all the drops. I mean, I could I could listen to a show with nothing but the drops. I mean, so I'm going to miss all those drops that Ken put together. Um, thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah, and it. my thanks, guess Nick. is, unfortunately, like I, we'll, we'll figure this out. In, in but but for a new show, they're going to want none of that. So I would say, you know, those. Those are going away, I think, for the most part, just, unless there's some sort of podcast that we continue on or whatever. I don't know. Just want to say this. It's amazing when I am not in, when I listen to the show like a loser in Hawaii, listening back on the podcast, or I sometimes listen back to other things when we have a good segment or I want to hear something back. A lot of things in real time when you're in the show, the drops may not hit me, especially if I'm taking a phone call or things. other things are going on. Ken's brilliance is the most underappreciated aspect of the success of the morning show the last three years. Those drops are freaking phenomenal. To find them in the real time that he does, I, it boggles my mind how you have them. And speaking of those and the drops in the show, that's what got Jerry laughing the most. Of all the people in this building that value Ken, I think I do, I think you do, I think Kirk did, Jerry did the most because he could see the the ability of that producer to get those drops in real time because Jerry thinks along with Ken and is like, you know, I'm waiting for a certain drop, as we know with the gunshots at, when Trenny was at the um, de- demilitarized zone. He wanted those right away and they weren't there and he lost his mind. But Well, if you remember, my first show on the board, Mutt was in for that show and Mutt defended me because Jerry was all over me. I was terrible. Like, I, I was firing things off at the wrong time and well, just too, they were I, crushing me. You Mutt's were, like, you were take excited. it easy, it's day one. Yeah. It's, day, it's, it's going to get better. But and I was too end, busy. You were too eager there early too on. Busy. Yes. But I say all that to say busy, this, yeah. that Jerry, I think, more than anybody in this building, 
valued Ken's talents on the board because he could see what that added to well, the success of the show. And, and, and a good example of it would be the recent uh, rendition of the real KNC, which he, I, I understood the idea of it. Why well, didn't two reasons I did not like it? One was that it was on before our show Monday, so it was tough to react you to right away. To. I really couldn't. I listened today; it was excellent. Number two. The the drops the drops aren't there like the 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 drops made that podcast it was my favorite podcast ever more I said more than pardon my take wow I I appreciate that podcast I look forward to it I used to text Curtis when's the podcast that was the most embarrassing thing no it's it's not embarrassing what is it going on that somebody is so excited about what you do they want to know when the podcast can drop that there's no better. Uh, you know, claim to success than someone like me wondering when a podcast can drop. That's not gambling. My favorite moment related. was that I got a text from Mutt on a group chat with you, Mutt, and Ken and I, and I got a text saying, "When are you posting the real KNC?" It was the day that I beat Mutt in the music edition of Battle of the Brainless. Oh, what a day! And I replied with, "I'm still working on it. Go listen to music while you mow the lawn." <laughs> and Ken screenshotted it and tweeted it out. Uh, uh, spin it back to Jerry, though. Uh, yeah, we've talked there, enough about there Jerry. Were so, there were so many good Jerry drops. What A sign of a good character that I have a lot to work with is obviously uh, a plethora of drops. I mean, Jerry, what your favorite drop, Jerry drop. And we did the drop-off was not quite There's as only successful one. as I thought. It's, it's, oh, it's, but, not, it's not drop, but uh, when, I have When he idea. gets angry, he, he gets like sudden bursts of anger, like the... Shut up and let's hear from Kane is one of my oh, personal favorites. I don't know how we haven't played that at nine twenty. I, I, we haven't brought that up yet. Well, the let's do socks. I mean, like, with the frust- he would get like instant frustration and would cut cut it off. Like especially Reamer had an ability to trigger this. It was actually a good, very good quality of Reamer. So I just throw that in there. A lot of great Jerry. Well, would you, cons- live on would you consider Jerry talking uh, talking over movies to be a drop? Ooh, he's uh, right here. You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the f- He's already been convicted, you dummy! Commander of the armies of the North. Oh, I love that. I got tingles. See the hair on my neck? Standing up. A month from now, this Hollywood big shot's gonna give you what you want. So when do the voters get to vote this boondoggle down? They may take our You gotta say Benghazi. But they'll never take our freedom! Anything's possible! That right there is number one. Now that and I it's not that a dro- it's not a it's not a it's not a drop per se, but that I cannot help but laugh. That's at. more of a piece, yeah. That's that's like um, of Jerry related things. Uh, the monkey open, but um, that came after, of course. J- Curtis sat right beside Jerry during a pre-screening of Patriots uh, Day. Patriot's well, I Day. sat two people. Oh, you were next. I to was him right alone? there too. Yes. I mean, I heard him at the end of the row. I was all the way down, but it you was, guys really heard him. I was sitting next to Jerry, then Jerry's wife, then Mutt was next to Jerry's wife, and Mutt and I immediately after didn't even mention the movie. We didn't say, did, we, "Did you like it? Did you not like it?" We said, "Can you believe that Jerry is a movie talker?" It was our only takeaway. Then we, Ken and I, host during that Christmas break, mentioned it on the air in passing. It was like three minutes of a two-hour show. Mm-hmm. And what, in classic Jerry fashion, you never know where he's going to get his anger directed to. After a long break, he comes back in the new year and just eviscerates me for, quote-unquote, lying about his movie talking. And it was the whole show. Sensitive Jerry. And as I pointed out earlier in the program, I got to watch live boxing at Encore, thanks to Bob DeSalvio and his crew, with Jerry. And he is a boxing talker, live boxing. Incredible. Which is a little more accepted because it's a live sporting event and, you know, people were shouting and screaming. But it is, he is into it, man. Live scorecards from Jerry throughout the fight. And he is a big time celebrity at these things. Uh, people coming up to him, pat him. You know, thanks for the. Well, he's a star, like you said. Years. He should be a greeter there at the. He used to cover boxing, Golden Gloves, as he said last. And Lowell, week. right? And Lowell, yeah. So you know all these. Did people. he agree? Did his scorecard match the um, the judges? No, 
Uh, of course not. Right. Uh, he, had, Dr. he had critiques of all three of the judges. Dr. Uh-oh. Jerry Callahan would have been a good bit going forward. He's you know, ranking boxing like to, and, and reacting to boxing matches over the weekend. And oh. it, it goes to, to draw, and uh, the local kid wins. And no kidding, Sinatra's My Way escorts us out of the place. Uh, Jerry off into the sunset on Friday night. Incredible. Uh, let's go to Mike in Providence. Mike, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? Um, I've been listening to the morning show since I think about 2003 when you guys first came on in Providence. And I actually remember the first day John and Jerry were making fun of one of our Providence DJs that could call with a prostitute. And it was, I was hooked from that first day. And I've basically listened every day on my ride to work and inside work. And I just, it's, it's a shame that. It's gonna it's it's gonna be a different show going forward beginning in July and that's we talked about this a little bit at the time when when Kirk left in the fall we probably talked about it much more off the air than on the air but the reality was there was a very good potential and I think it was trending this way that when Kirk came back it you know Kirk myself and Jerry would have been the permanent show the rotating thing had run its course at that time and you know for whatever reason. Uh, they felt, and I was all all aboard. I was asked by one of the big bosses, would you be open to that? And I said, absolutely. So I thought that was going to happen. I thought that was the best version of the show. As you joked today, Chris, no one listened, but we had the most fun doing that version of the show. And every I thought, day there for a stretch, it felt like, yes, it's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Yes, it was a wild. And it was a period. daily roller coaster, Kenny. Yeah. We, we dealt with this off the air of phone calls and texts and Jerry getting involved trying to make it happen. It just never can of fruition and that's the show that we never we had the chance to do it and we did it and it was good but never for an extended period of time that's the show that we all really wanted to do and we've been mocking tweets of mutts discussing the time here in his 15 tweet thread honoring jerry callahan it's only seven but ken nailed it in a tweet i believe it was friday where he said this sort of puts a capper on a bizarre insane three-year roller coaster that we've all been on and i think it's it's dead on i mean you think about all the things in the morning that have gone on from moments like exposing Ron Borges to exposing Kevin Cullen to the insanity with the Reamer and the Brady stuff, and you just go through it all. And then Even this- before that, by the way, HR escorted you out of the building after you left, and then you came back three months later. You, know, so <laughs> right. you were at the heart of it. You should write a book on this Sunday. I am going to. And uh, I think that the biggest thing, you know, the amazing thing of it is the just – this past summer and this fall that we talked about on the Real KNC this morning at 5.30 is you look at the insane moments of here we're all worried about Kirk, hoping he's okay. Starting off the show, it's still Kirk and Callahan. We're, we're doing great. The ratings are good. And then out of left field, we have this press release that's that's issued. And then now we end this Friday, there's another press release issued and Deeply with deep within it is the the announcement that Jerry is is no longer part of WEI. It's just been a incredibly bizarre run uh, over the past three years of my three years working with Ken Laird. I don't think it would be rivaled in any capacity in any other market in terms of bizarre occurrences. And by the way, uh, during that three year run, the show was still one of the more highly rated shows. Forget the station in the market. I mean, we did did the numbers last fall where Kirk was a part of a couple hours of the show, but that was you know, the Jerry and I and the rotating cast and you guys, and it was. A very successful show, and it was a successful show to the end. They didn't. Jerry Callahan's not sitting here today because of a, a ratings issue. The issues, that's not that's not why he's not here. With, I think most smart correct. people are, are aware of that. The issues with John Dennis were apparent. He met with the bosses multiple times because he kept counting down days to when he would retire to Miramar Lakes. 
With Jerry Callahan, it's been 180 degrees apart from that. He has been in every day, prepared, as eager as ever to talk about the topics of the day and was still had his fastball, as we all have noted multiple times. You'll hate that I use that cliche, but uh, we can all speak to the fact that Jerry Callahan was not winding down the days of his illustrious career. He was still ready to go. Uh, we will come back after a trending with Ken Lair. We'll give us all the Red Sox hot news of the day. We'll get to, I don't know, one of the most recent favorite Jerry stories of mine, and that is trying to get tickets to Eric Church. And what a wild, wild story My it was. My all-time favorite. This I is think. it? Number yes, one? number one. Because the, the payoff was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was this build-up. Your head was about to explode. Oh, my God. It was unreal. Well, it, it was... Yes, this is the what, day... Okay. When, oh, no. Come back and set it. Let's I know. Go. Okay. Wait. Wait. I can teach you a couple things about hosting, Mud, if you want to learn. But first, Joe likes me. But first, we trend. Drive home with OMF, weekday afternoons 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss, the proven program that will fit into your summer while helping you fit into your bathing suit, lose weight starting your very first week. We haven't really got to Jim Jerry yet uh, either. Speaking of Awaken 180, he was a fit guy, followed you to the gym daily, used yep. to spot you if needed. Once wrote in your workout book, instead of your PB personal best, yep. that you should masturbate. I should I go that J was off, online. I believe yeah. is what it said there. <laughs> yep. Hey, why don't you go J off uh, during that workout? And it was Jim Jerry was the best. He was saying uh, 40 minutes in and out, but he mocked the intermittent fasting. Guess what he wanted to talk about? Intermittent fasting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not eating yep. today, man. I'm going to do what you did. So we got him to come over and see. Like he was. He, I think it's the only thing he found he interesting tolerant. about you. Uh, it might have been. And then. He would comment on the other shows we were there. Like, you get Jerry unplugged about what certain shows are talking about at that time. What did Jerry think about the Red Sox games on the station? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think he ever really gave an opinion on that. He was was Switzerland. You love those promos. I was making a list, a quick list of Jerry hates. Oh, boy. Uh, Texting drivers. Yep. Wrestling. Yep. Rich Eisen. Yep. The Globe. uh, Climate change enthusiasts. uh, Bosses that have no balls. Bill Maher. Baseball play-by-play. What am I missing there from... Oh my God! There's a, there's a, he's a plethora of poor service uh, at restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, paper straws. He hated oh, anything that was either. expensive. Anything that was an extravagant cost. Except Let me get to the trend. Apparently. There's big Red Sox news. What am yeah, I doing? To Killing time. Five hours and forty months. minutes of baseball last night at Fenway. Twelve forty a.m. The finish. <laughs> Dodgers bested the Red Sox seven to four in twelve innings. L.A. took two out of three in the World Series rematch. Hector Velasquez was the loss. They ran out of pitching. Was the line from Alex Cora? It's pretty telling. Yeah, good job. How about uh, your bunt? How about your bunt? in two in the 12th. Yeah, didn't bunt and had a chance there with Marco Hernandez to move a guy over. Had really runners in scoring position in the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Couldn't do it after they tied it up in the 8th on back-to-back homers. Dave Roberts later said the pitcher, Pedro Baez, was tipping his pitches. Anyway, the Yankees won, so the AL East lead for the Bombers is 10. Sox are two and a half back of the second wild card. That's held by the A's, and they made a pitching move at the deadline, uh, well, before the deadline here, but they acquired Homer Bailey in a deal with the Royals, and the Yankees are looking on adding Noah Syndergaard, perhaps. They scouted his last start. Sox and the Jays' four-game set tonight at Fenway begins. 7-10, the first pitch on the Shaw's Star Market, WEI Red Sox Radio Network. It is Rick Porcello on the mound and Joe Castiglione and Dale Arnold on the call. More of Mutt with Curtis and Laird coming up. We're back with Mutt, Ken, and Chris. Mike Muttnatsky, Ken Laird, and Chris Curtis on Sports Radio WEI. I'm a little saddened today because... My friend, my my buddy is is out. He's as honest and um, straightforward as any human being that I've known over the years. We talk about a copycat syndrome. Well, it's great to copycat something that's really good, 
But if you're just copycatting anything, doesn't necessarily mean it's good. I love when people say, I just want great content. You may disagree. You may think that his views are all wet. And he and I argue politics all the time. I can tell you a lot of his ideas are all wet. Right? But he's smart. And he came every single day with information. So you better have your bleep together. Straightforward as any human being that I've known over the years. He is off the air what he is on the air. Right. That's Jerry. There's no there's no bullshit there. There yeah. really isn't. He's a cool I'm sorry. dude. I, uh, yeah. Man, animated. I like Andy, that. Edgy Glenn. I like that. Uh, fired up. Good Good opening segment. I heard much of the first Excellent. hour of those Excellent guys. Stuff, uh, I didn't Glenn. hear much after that, but I heard them. I heard Alex over the weekend. I talked to Alex, who was as rattled as anybody uh, at this station. Big right lunch now. tomorrow. Another date lunch with Alex Reamer. 1230. So meetings today and then lunch tomorrow. Yep. You're, and obviously you're paying. Yes. With Alex. I love my time with him in our, our now, dinner. Have you talked chaos. to anybody? Like, so Curtis, uh, Curtis and I talked to a lot of people this weekend. Who did you talk to after this whole Rob? news broke down? Uh, good question. I did talk to Rob. Who else? Uh, that's about it. I kind of really? was in the bunker. Uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to Jerry. I mean, hung out with him. Friday oh, you had a night. big night, yeah. Social. He was scary. here for it, though. It doesn't. He, I mean, you kind of spoke to everybody Friday too. So. I, mean, I figure we're going we're to talk to everybody today. You know, uh, there's no information right now. Nobody knows anything. It's just I just feel bad for Jerry. It was just kind of a weekend to feel bad for uh, a friend, somebody I consider a friend. Hope he considers me that as well. And well, he gave you shoes, didn't he? he? Gave me shoes. At least I could uh, do a say thanks. But you know how rare tickets. that is. A great just, experience. Going tickets. back to Jerry, twenty two years in the morning in Boston. Think about. I know he loves talking about when he wakes up and when he goes to bed, but <laughs> Jerry had the most unbelievable ability. He would stay up till like 11. He was watching, you know, Fox and the games and whatever else. Yep. He was up to date fully up until 11 p.m., back in here every morning. And I guess he might nap in the afternoon. Who knows? But he would always listen. He listened to the station more than All anybody, more than producers, All more than time. anybody. Good point. He listened constantly. He would listen to Arcand. He was the one who brought him up to us at 10 o'clock at night, how we this opened the show. Kid, edgy last I listened night. to him before bed. Let's give him a shot. Yeah, he's a good monologue. Remember those fights <laughs> with Kirk and Jerry about, why do you want our candy in here? And Jerry loved the candy man. But it was, it was just another layer to his devotion to doing good radio. Jerry knew what was good and knew what wasn't. He had a strong opinion on what to do and right from wrong in all aspects of his life. And he brought that to the show every day and prepared in a way that is unparalleled in this business. And I think that that... More than anything, people talked about the intelligence of Jerry Callahan, and that's obvious. But I think unless that intelligence is matched with the work ethic that Jerry exhibited, it's kind of wasted. But Jerry didn't waste that, and he used it to his advantage for 22 years. And you go from working with John Dennis, who is sort of a TV kind of news-reading kind of guy, mm -hmm. to Kirk Minahan, to you know where he was today, and have that success number one for all those years. Work with is idiots. It's just an amazing accomplishment. I don't, it will never be replicated in this market, and I tweeted that there's only going to be one Jerry Callahan, and it's true. There's nobody that is as fearless on the air, and I'm not talking about military, whatever else, but in terms of genuine fearlessness about saying what you mean and meaning what you say without regard for the consequences, Jerry did that in a way that nobody ever has in this market. What a span of a career, going up against Stern, I mean, basically 20, 20 years yeah, ago. Battling Stern and, uh, and doing that for, for 12 the beginning of your career and turning that 10 to mid-noon show into a morning show and being successful right. at it through, you know, you can say battling Stern, but then, you know, at this station, there were a million changes that happened in and around him. And he stayed there. The midday the got changed, changes. afternoon got changed, nights obviously, different teams here and there, uh, all, all the winning, all the success. And the one staple was a show that was led or co-hosted by Jerry Callahan through all of this stuff for 20 years in 
Boston. That is, it's you know, he's on that short list of guys like you know Francesa and maybe some other guys nationally in their yeah, own but city Francesa, even, that do that sort of thing for that period. But of time. even Francesa or Felger or others or other people in these markets. They don't say the things that Jerry said. That's I'm true. sure Francesa has political beliefs, but he would never dare mention them on the radio because of he'd fear repercussions. Jerry was everything for you every day. He bore his soul of who he was and who he is on the radio in a way that no other guy has for that period of time. Also very sharp when it comes to finding tickets to a big event. Do we have time to still play this, Ken? I know this is probably Curtis, not, and we probably Curtis shouldn't is play calling it this, but it's so captivating. It was like one of those rare times when Jerry was just off the rails. Curtis was banging his head on the keyboard. Let's just play it from the beginning. We have to set the scene. This is the Monday after the Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl. The entire city is buzzing. Another victory. <laughs> Brady, greatest of all time. Belichick, greatest of all time. Will Gronk retire? Will he come back? The confetti is still falling in Atlanta. And here is Jerry Callahan. Do you want to get to that or do you want to talk about the uh, Eric Church show quickly before we get back to the uh, the game? Oh, I want to talk about the Eric Church show quickly because I need to know mm. this story. I got some texts from you. Do I have time? I, yes, I, I, he did I, say I, quickly I, for the I record. He said quickly. I built it up. He's worried about the time. Did a great job teasing. Good story. Uh, I got the text. I'm not. Say, well, it's it's a, embarrassing. I have a long it's story but it's for a, me. Then tell it. I have get a long story. story, but it's a Dickerson. good one. All right. So I, you bought your Eric Church, Eric Church tickets like a year ago, months right? ago. Months yes, ago. Yes, this was huge for you. You spent money, a lot of money, to fly home commercial. Yes. To uh, make sure you didn't miss a song and I, on Friday night. I could not have been happier. What time did you guys get back from Retrex on Friday? We get back like quarter six. Brady Plenty just at the stage with the Goodell you would have morning no after problem. the Super Bowl. I was already at the hotel by then. Oh. So there you go. Anyway, it was an amazing flight home on Retrex, as as always. It looked awesome. I was jealous. It was so Very good. jealous. I sat in the cockpit on the flight. Uh, Excuse me? <laughs> sat in the cockpit. I saw this. Okay. It was really. It was sitting on the cockpit. What do you want me to call it? No, I'm, impr- I'm impressed. Zero plus. There's, there's the plane. a little jump seat that comes out of the wall, and you oh, sit nice. right there with the pilots. That's awesome. And landing and everything. Watched all, you know, I honked the horn and hit some controls. <laughs> and it was awesome. And it was dark, or getting dark, and which was pretty cool. You could see the lights of all the cities. Anyway, Five so I didn't ago. plan on going to either show. But Saturday, literally like, I don't know what time, 5, 6 o'clock, my daughter and I, she's a big fan and a country fan. We just sitting around. We had nothing to do. 605. How was Eric Church? My daughter and I are thinking going tonight. Lots of go. tickets online. 605. So we get on. I don't even know how to do this, but my wife and daughter get online, start looking for tickets. Jerry doesn't know how and, to search uh, for tickets. And, and then it was like 7 o'clock. And we're, you know, there were some online, but I kept waiting for you know the price to come down because sure. the show was Last like minute, yeah. about to begin. You can walk 10 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah, whatever. And, and Maybe. I walk, so my, I don't know. So she says... Uh, uh, here's a couple, and and the guy sounds legit. Blah 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 blah. We just have to go here and meet him. I'm like, okay. And she, I forget how, but she was like, my wife is very, you know, thorough, and she believed this was legit. And there were others that were, uh, and we were trying. I said, just pick the safest sounding. What one. do you want? What do you want? Craigslist. I think so. Was Must one of have been. the sites. If he's not, if he's not, yeah, not like if it so- sounds legit, sounds yeah, it's, not e- say, it's, not eBay, it's not eBay. It's not a. It's not It was. It was Craigslist and like one other site or two or three other sites. I don't know. They they were doing all the work. Yep. Okay. Whatever sounds the safest. These sound like good seats. She looked it up. We just have to meet the guy. I'm like where? Cell Station. I go. Minutes, okay. No? And. Uh, so we drive there. We're out of the house. She literally was. I was run up by the tickets. Two tickets. Hundred bucks each. 
I look at the tickets. Everything seems, you know, like real. I mean, obviously, they these were like yellow post-it notes and wrote Eric Church on them. No, these were real tickets. I looked at them. Okay. And the show's about to begin. It's almost eight. Yep. Wow. I'm like, what the hell? I'll take a chance. Even if it's not, I'll have a story to tell. That's what I told. I said, even if we're getting ripped off, we'll have a story to tell. Lo and behold, we have a story to tell. We go to the uh, uh, the, uh, the garden, go in with the big crowd, go through security, hold our hands up, yep. and then the guy looks and says, um, I'm not getting anything, you know, with a little scanner. Says, yep. uh, you got a problem. And I just started laughing. I literally started laughing. I said, I just got taken. I got ripped off by a guy. Now, how far was that in? I'd say three and a half minutes. Uh, yes, exactly three and a half minutes. So he actually got to sort of the crescendo three and a half minutes in, but it, believe me, it goes it on. It goes on from there. The Curtis ticket like, scam, because then eventually he gets himself. in because someone knows who he is, and they recognize he's Jerry Callahan, and he gets a private box and free cold beer. But it took him a little while to get to that point. The, the Curtis angst. had the head and hands that oh, Kurt, Curtis behind the glass. And then Jerry was so upset that you were like critiquing his, his story. He was so mad at me. I mean, we brought it up later in the show, and he was like, what would you rather me do? I don't know. He got very angry. But what so, do you want to do? A football an MVP? To talk about. So that was, that was your favorite story. Dennis in East Boston on Jerry Callahan. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, guys. What a uh, what a tough weekend once I heard the news. But I got to say, I, I kind of I never understood why you hated Eric Church thing so much. He ended up getting in, getting into a luxury box. That was kind of a good story. That's true. Um, Six minutes. But look, guys. Yeah, well, it could have been tennis. Still, it's Jerry, so it always sounds funny as it's going. Good point. The drops, Ken. I gotta, I gotta tell you, the greatest thing about the show was the drops. I knew once that Kirk and Callahan show started, it wasn't going to last too long. It was just too good. It didn't fit the common radio motif of being PC, obviously. And I mean, I was listening to John and Jerry since high school. This is a, this is tough. I was yeah. able to go with Mutton. Jerry for a little while and it was good and Mutt, I love you I'm gonna miss Tim and Canton making fun of you but <laughs> whatever you guys chance. do if you can come back and do a podcast or something there's so many fans so many P1s that are gonna miss this show I don't think the station management realizes that well they, and obviously we Thanks, wanted, we wanted the show to continue we found out about the same time together on Friday morning and the uh, blindsided is the word I would use even though I know there's a negotiation going on and there were certain things behind the scenes but was blindsided even though I eerily speculated at it I know the week before, great job like by you a you the, a, a final Ken Laird sort of premonition that came true Gronk even more Harry. powerful than we knew people the real KNC show was the number one mover and shaker in this business people listened to it changes were the made one because of anxiety it. for many co-hosts on yes, the show yes sir uh, Jovan is in uh, Rhode Island hey Jovan Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Not much. I just wanted to just talk to you guys a little bit. I'm a 26-year-old black man from Providence, Rhode Island. And I must say, honestly, Jerry's one of the most smartest, most rambunctious, most, like, he, he gets the job done. And I I grew up totally different from him. As you know, I'm from the south side of Providence. It's a bad area, poverty-stricken and all that, but... Just Jerry being on the radio is good for everybody. It's good for a perspective. It helped me understand, like, different perspectives and different sides and things like that. And I'm pretty sure it's like what Wiggy said. Wiggy coming inside there, it pretty much helped Jerry understand some things, too. So I just want you guys to know, like, um, whatever you guys do, I'm going to support. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to keep talking my junk on Twitter to WEI. <laughs> and, um... I just want to thank you guys for good radio. I've been listening since 2015. Mutt, you're a good guy. Chris, Ken, all you guys, I appreciate you for good radio. 
getting me to work in the morning and all that stuff. Thank you, Joe Vaughn. Thanks, man. I, and I heard Wiggy say that, and he, he's right. I mean, I saw I saw Jerry, you know, uh, battle back with Wiggy on on certain topics, and being able to understand that Wiggy comes from a different perspective and vice versa. It was fun to watch that interaction the last couple of months when Wiggy was part of the show. Yeah, and I think one more point on Jerry is that, that ambiguity fails miserably in this format. You have to know where someone stands, and you have to know what they stand, why they stand behind that. And I think with Jerry, we always knew. The funniest thing with Jerry is you knew Megan Rapinoe that next day that he was in on Wednesday. You knew what Jerry's side he was going to be on, yet you were still captivated and needed to hear how he was going to defend it. Like there would be times when Trump would go off on these tweets, and I would be waiting for that next morning to be like, "How in the hell?" He bailed on him once. One time he said uh, he needs to stop tweeting or something like that. That was it. That's by and large. But it would always pivot to uh, at least it's not AOC. Yeah, right, exactly. But it was always amazing because he was so steadfast in his beliefs that no matter what was going on, he was going to defend that. And he's the same way with friends and colleagues, whether it was Meter or you or Mud or myself or Kirk or others. He. If you if he has when he has your back he has it the entire way there is no bailing there is no well but meter could do the worst show of all time and we would come in mocking meter inter- interviewing West Durham and Jerry would have no part of it he'd be like he's fine it was it was the other guy's fault you know because <laughs> Jerry had his guys and if you were one of those guys you were blessed uh, it's that loyalty that he showed we'll come back and uh, continue to say goodbye here until ten o'clock to Jerry Callahan here it's Mutt Laird and Curtis. Now back to Mud Cannon Chris on Sports Radio WEEI. Yeah, he's just doing a great job for us. I want to see a tackle eligible. Can you throw him ball one one time this season? <laughs> uh, making Tom Brady laugh. Jerry's that his favorite thing in the world, or like other than time bad beings? mutt drops or time beings. I'm just not sure. Right Somewhere in the top five, right there. Free things. Jerry liked free things. Anything Red Tommy loved the Red Oh, no. Oh, you know what Jerry loved? Control. Jerry loved the most? Dinners out on Chick- the company. Oh. Yes. That was his. No. He loved that. What he really Did loved he ever get his watching... reimbursement? Did he ever get his expenses Ooh, done? Ooh, I don't know. There's Pro- no shot. Do you I still haven't course? gotten my reimbursement payment for that dinner yet. <laughs> I paid for my hotel that night. I, I still know. haven't gotten reimbursed yet because they charged my card and not the station card. So, well, some, I mean, I'll see that money at some We never point. got any uh, Jerry Jersey talk in today. Jersey numbers. Um, what else we, do we do? Um, what else can we say for the podcast? I mean, that's what I think. Kurt, Curtis and I are going to have to do a podcast. We'll put together all the stories. We'll put together... Uh, you guys going at it on uh, text line, climate change stuff, broadcasts, Jerry hating wrestling. I mean, there's just so many epic Jerry rants against things that uh, can't be even a four-hour show. We couldn't quite get it all in today. but We uh, tried, man. We, we, we knew we'd take some phone calls today, and the phone calls are what you'd expect. People are just like we are, upset the show is over, upset that Jerry's not at WEEI anymore, and he'll be on some platform very, very soon. You guys have roles undetermined with the station. My role is kind of determined. But I have no idea when I'll be on the air next, and I'll miss this show, and I'll miss working with Jerry uh, immensely. It was uh, my favorite part of my career was working with Jerry and Kirk and you two guys, and I'll be I'll be very surprised and or lucky if I find something to do in radio as fun as this show was at its best. Like that, that's it's t- it's tough to say that out loud and recognize it, but at its best, it was the best show on the market and the best thing I ever did professionally, and not even close. And to know that that is now gone, at least for now, uh, is frustrating. And I'm gonna miss Chris Curtis. Every single day, being annoyed with me for something. Are you really going to miss Chris Curtis? I will Jer- miss Chris. Jerry lived by a motto. I'll still talk to him. I, I was asking Curtis if you remember. Uh, do not butcher this. You better have figured out what it is. He lived by like the, a theater critic. Creed. Once said, if you don't like the play, 
criticize the theater if, if, if you like the theater, criticize the curtains. One of those, I, I'm butchered it. It's terrible. But anyway, Jerry always found a way to make things interesting, find the drama. He taught me so much about radio, just working with him for three years. I think I got so much better as a producer, and I know you guys feel that way as well. It was uh, really an honor to work with him. Yeah, I Wish mean, him the best. Absolutely. Echo everything you guys have said, and I think the biggest thing for me was it's kind of laughable to have your dream job be producing a morning drive show in Boston. But that was my dream job, and it was my dream job to work with Jerry Callahan and got to do that and was devastated on Friday to find out that I was not going to be doing that anymore. He's done so much for all of us, and I think from all of us, just wish him the very best. He's going to be around. He'll be Doing many things, I'm sure. He's one of the most talented people I've ever been around and uh, wish him and his family all the best. Showed up for 20 years and was the voice of the city of Boston and never shot away from any topic, which in radio is a very, very rare trait. Uh, We will be, we got to go. Dale and Keith are coming up. We'll talk to you at some point. I I don't know when. We'll talk again, guys, but we'll talk uh, very, very soon here. Dale and Keith next, WEEI. All eyes on you, with friends and family, lining fences and bleachers. Seniors across the state will soak up the final high school football experience of their careers. I spent it in good company, and all the harm I've ever done, alas, it was to none but me. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.